Shalom to all. Today's daf is Mayat Khan Daf Yud. We are starting the very first word on the daf. And today's daf is sponsored Lilu Nishmas, Mars Miriam, Sarah, Basib, Yaakov, Maisha, Her Nisham, Shadav, and Aliyah, and Lilu Nishmas, Rabbi Yosef, Yantav, Ben Rav Asher, Anshal, His Nisham, Shadav, and Aliyah. And the Meshat said, A head Yotifik Darka, a regular person, is allowed to so like normal on Cholamayid. The Gemara has Hechidami Hedit. What does that mean, a head yet? So Amri de Bey Rabbiana, they said the Besmesh Rabbiana, Kosha in Yachal Hotzi, Mali Machat Bas Achas, anyone who's not able to take a needle full of stitches in one shot. For example, if you would fold the garment over itself a number of times, insert the needle and thread through it once, and then straighten it out, voila, you've sewn a number of stitches all at once. If you're not able to do that, then your head yet and your light is so like normal on Chalmaid. He says, Anyone who's not able to make an even hem on the bottom of his garment, if you can't make an even hem, so then you're not an expert and you're able to sew on Chalmaid. We said in Mishnah, A craftsman, someone who's an expert seamstress, so then they have to be machlev, they have to do a special type of stitching. My machlev, what does that mean exactly? So he says, Mafsia means you have to spread out the stitches. Machlev is Lashon of Kelev, a dog's teeth are spread out, so you have to make the stitches spread out. Rabbi Shmuel Amr, he says, you have to make them like the teeth of a dog, which is different than the previous understanding, which means you have to make them jagged, one higher, one lower, just like the teeth of a dog. Now we had said in the Mishnah, Masarganes Hamitais, but Rabbi Yesi had said, you're only allowed to be mematchen. Now what does this mean? So they would stretch ropes across the length and the width of the bed frame, weaving them in and out of each other, so that mattress or bedding could be placed on it. So according to the Tanakam, you're allowed to be masarg these ropes, whereas according to Rabbi Yesi, you're only allowed to be matach them. So now the Gemara is my masarg to my mematchen. What exactly is masarg and what is mematchen? So Rav Dimi came from Ratz Yisrael. Amr he said, "Pligibar of Chiyabar Abba of Rav Asi." They both argue about this. With Shavai Mishmeid the Chizki Rabbi Yechonon, they both argue in the name of Chizki and Rabbi Yechonon. Chanam or one of them says, "Misargin is Shasi Erev." The Misargin means you're weaving these ropes both lengthwise and widthwise, and Umatchin means Shasi Bloy Erev. They're only allowed to put the ropes one way, but not the other way. And Chanam or the other one says that no, Misargin is actually Shasi Bloy Erev. You're allowed to put them one way, not the other way. And Umatchin means Sheim Hayyurafoi. If they were loose, then Umatchin you're allowed to tighten them. Ask the Gemara. Any is that so? Vatani Rav Tachlifer Bar Shol that the Shavin they both agree Sheim Mafshilin Chaval. That you're not allowed to twist ropes the chatchila. You're not allowed to make ropes on yantif. And the way that you make them is you have a whole bunch of smaller ropes and you twist them together very tightly. So Bishlami we understand that according to Mandamar, that Masargin means Shasiva Erev, you're weaving the ropes both ways. Umatchin Shasi Bloy Erev, and Matchin is to stretch the ropes across the bread one way, but not the other way. That's why Rafthlif Barashal says that everyone agrees that you're not allowed to twist the ropes the chatchila on yantif. El Mandar Masargin Shasi Bloy Erev. But according to Mandamar, that Masargin means that you're putting the ropes one way but not the other way. And mematchen is she'im hayu rafoy hayu matchoy that if they were loose, you're allowed to tighten them. So hash the shasiv erev amrit loy. Now, even according to the Tanakama, who's more makel than Rabbi Yaisi, he says you're not allowed to do shasiv and erev with these ropes of the bed. So chavon lechatchilu yobaya, do you need to even tell me the Tanakama would say that you're not allowed to twist ropes like chatchilu on chalamayid? Of course you're not allowed to do that. You're not allowed to even make the ropes of the bed shasiv and erev. Of course you're not allowed to make ropes on chalamayid. So the Gemara says, Kasha, you're right, that's a Kasha on that shita. But now we continue talking about the second shita, which seems to be problematic. Does anyone really hold that Masargin means Shasi without Erev? Fatanan, we have a Mishnah. Rabbi Meir, Rabbi Meir tells us, Hamito, when is it that a bed could be Makabal Toma? That's only when it's considered somewhat of a bed. And that is, when you have three sections woven. That means you have the ropes stretched across the bed frame one way, and then you wove three ropes through it the other way. So we clearly see that Sirug means weaving them Shasi and Erev. So the Gemara says, you're right. Everyone agrees that Masargin means the ropes are being woven both lengthwise and widthwise. Alakiplegi, where they argue with Mematchin. What does Mematchin mean? Marsover one holds that Mematchin is Shasi Bloy Erev, and Marsover the other one holds Shem Hayer Rafui that if it was loose, then Mematchin you're allowed to tighten it. But now, Mesa, we're going to ask on that second Shita. The Brasso says, Masagno Samita Veinsar Chalim Rishem Matchin, you're allowed to be Masarg the bed, and for sure you're allowed to be Matachet. Devar Amer, that's Amer's opinion. Rabbi Yisrael, he says, Mematchin Avalim Masargin, you're only allowed to be Matach, but not Masarg. Vish Oyerman, we have another Shita that says, Ain Mematchin Chal Iker, you're not allowed to be Matach at all. So Vishlim Mandar Mematchin is Shasi Bloy Erev. We understand that if Mematchin 
means Shasi without Erev, that's when the Yashemrim comes along, Lefluge, and they argue, and they say, you're not allowed to stretch the ropes across the bed at all. But according to the Manda Amar, that if the ropes are loose, you're allowed to tighten them. That's what Matchen is. Are you telling me that according to the Yashemrim, you're not allowed to even do that? Why exactly is it Tirchi Yaseira to tighten the ropes on Cholamayid? So the Gemara says, in, yes, it actually is considered Tirchi Yaseira even just to tighten the ropes, because Kivan the Efshalimaliyabimane, since you could take that depression when the ropes are loose, so then that makes a depression in the bed, and that means your mattress is going to be curved, and you don't want your mattress to be curved, but you could fill up that depression with clothing, you could take pillows, you could take other things, and stick it in that dip in the bed, and then put your mattress on top of it, and so therefore you're not allowed to be and you're not allowed to even tighten the ropes, according to that Manda Amar. And the Mishnah says, A person is allowed to set up an oven, a stove, and a millstone on Cholamayid. So when we talk about setting up an oven and a stove, that means you're actually allowed to make the oven and the stove. Now the difference between an oven and a stove is that an oven has a place for two pots on top of it, and Kiram has a place for one pot on top of it. And Rabbi Hudaimer, he tells us, You're not allowed to be millstone on Cholamayid. So now the Gemara asks, What exactly does it mean to be machabish a millstone? So Rabbi Hudaimer, he says, That means to cut grooves into the millstone. When the stones become smooth, so they don't grind the grain properly, so grooves have to be notched into the lower millstone. So that's not allowed to be done on Cholamayid, according to Rabbi Yehuda. Rabbi Chil Amar, he says, That's not what Machabshin is. Machabshin is bas enam, making a hole in it. They would make a hole in the upper stone of the millstone so they could pour the grain into it, and then that grain would be caught in between the two stones and it would get crushed. So that hole is not allowed to be made on Cholamayid. Meisve, now we're going to ask a question to Rabbi Chil. We say that Amidin Tanari Kiraim Yamayid, you're allowed to make a brand new oven in Kiraim on Cholamayid. As long as you don't finish it, you have to leave a little bit left over that's not finished, and that shows that it's a Shinoi. That's because we're doing it on Cholamayid. That's Rabbi Lezer's opinion. Say, Afi Gemara, even allowed to finish it, you're allowed to completely make this oven or stove. Rabbi Huda Ayr Meshmai, Rabbi Huda says the name of Rabbi Lezer, Ramidin Sachadasha, you're allowed to be Mabit a new one, and Machabshin is Hayshana, you're allowed to be Machabish an old one. Vyesha Ayr Men, some say, and Machabshin call Iker, you're not allowed to be Machabish at all. So Bishlam Lamand Armor Machabshin, Menakre Chaya, we understand according to Mand Armor that Machabshin means cutting grooves into the millstone, Hanadim Shkachos of Yashana, that's why it makes sense. You're going to do it to an old one. An old one originally had grooves, they got all smoothed out, so now we're talking about notching new grooves into it. But according to Mand Amar, that Machabshin means making a hole in it to pour the grain into. Why would an old millstone need a hole cut into it? It already has that hole in it, or else it's not an old millstone. So it must be that Machabish means to cut grooves into it, to notch those grooves into it, and not to make a hole in it. The Gemara says it's not a question. It actually has a hole in it, but it means you want to widen out the hole, so we don't necessarily have a kash on Rabbi Chiel. Now, a story about this. Rav Huna heard that a person was notching these grooves into his millstone on Cholamayid. Amr, he commented about this person, my hi, who's this person? Ischel Gufei, his body should be defamed at the Kamachal Cholamayid because he's defaming Cholamayid, he's not allowed to do this on Cholamayid. And now the Gemara comments, clearly Rav Huna holds like the Yesh Ayrim that says you're not allowed to do this at all in Cholamayid, so Rav Huna was very machmir. And Dosh Rav Chama, Rav Chama Darshan, Nikron Rechaim B'mayid, you're allowed to notch these grooves into the millstone on Cholamayid, that's because you're allowed to use your millstone on Cholamayid because you're allowed to grind up a little wheat if you need it for Cholamayid. And Mishum Rav Meir, Amr, the name of Meir, who said, even your horse and your donkey that you ride on, that's your mode of transportation. You're allowed to trim its hooves on Cholamayid. Now, I don't own a horse, so I'm not exactly so sure what that means that you're trimming the horse's hooves. However, they would trim their hooves to make it easier for them to walk since you are allowed to go about on your horse or donkey on Cholamayid, so therefore you're allowed to trim its hooves on Cholamayid. You know, based on top of a Chamer de but your donkey for your millstone, you're not allowed to trim its hooves. They would use donkeys to turn their millstones, and with that donkey needs its hooves trimmed, you're not allowed to do so. That's because it's still able to grind a minimal amount of grain on Cholamayid without getting its hooves trimmed, and the only reason why you need to trim its hooves is so that it could grind a lot of grain. Well, you're not allowed to grind a lot of grain on Cholamayid anyway, so therefore, you're not allowed to trim the hooves on Cholamayid. Now, if Yehuda, he allowed you to trim the hooves of your donkey, of your millstone on Cholamayid, and even to set up a brand new millstone, 
and to build it from scratch, and to build the frame of the millstone, and to build a barn or a stable. All this is allowed to be done on Chalamayid. Now, Rava, Charles, Rukei, Sosia, Rava allowed to comb or to groom a horse on Chalamayid, and to build a feeder for it. That's where you put all of its food, and to build a stone bench on Chalamayid. Rava, Charles, Mishkel, Dama, Lebehema, Bechel, Demayada, Rava allowed you to bloodlet an animal on Chalamayid, and Amalai Abaya, Abaya told him, Tain him say, Lacha, we have a brass that's arrived for you. Makizan, Dama, Lebehema, you're allowed to bloodlet for an animal, Vain, Mine, Rafula, Behema, Bechel, Shalmayid, and you're not allowed to withhold Rafua for an animal on Chalamayid. If your animal has to go to the doctor on Chalamayid, you're allowed to bring to the doctor to make sure he gets better. Rava, Charles, Kaskuse, Kirmi, Rava allowed ironing and pressing clothing on Chalamayid. My time, why is that permitted? Maya said, had you to, because that's just a regular, mundane, normal thing to do. You don't need to be an expert craftsman to do that, so everyone's allowed to press their clothing on to attach or to pleat a sleeve on Chalmayid is Asr. They would attach sleeves to their clothing or they would pleat their sleeves, whatever that means. So they would do that and that's not to be done on Chalmayid. My time, why not? Because my Sa'umanu, that's required by a craftsman or skilled person to do it and therefore you're not allowed to do it on Chalmayid. And now we're going to have a number of members from Rava. Amar Rava, he says, Matamaskal Aro, a person that's digging or clearing away his land on Chalmayid. So I'd like to debate Dari if he wants to do so because he just wants to create a threshing floor, a flat place where he could thresh his grain on Chalmayid. So, Shari, that's permitted because you're allowed to thresh a minimal amount of grain that you need. Adat the Ara, however, if he wants to improve the land and he wants to use it for planting, Usr then it's Usr. So now we ask, hey, Chidami, how do we know if he's doing it properly or improperly? So the Gemara tells us, Mulya Bumulya, if it's a mound with a mound, Vinatza Binatza, or a hole with a hole, Adat the Beidari, so he's doing that for a threshing floor. Shako Mulya, Vishad Binatza, if he takes from a mound and throws it into a hole, Adat the Ara, that means he's doing it for the land. So actually, Rashi has the opposite Girsa and he explains that if he dug a mound of dirt and just left it there, or dug a depression in the ground and left it there, then clearly he's trying to soften the ground, which is like plowing, which is Usr. Whereas if he took from a mound and placed it in a hole, so clearly he's trying to flatten it for threshing purposes, and then it would be permitted. And Amar Rav, another member from him, Haiman Zachi Zechia, a person who's clearing his land of twigs, Shari. If he wants them for the twigs, then it's permitted. But if he wants to clear away his land so it's clear and it doesn't have anything in it, then it's Usr because it looks like he's repairing it for planting. Hechidam, so how do we know if he's doing it properly? So Shakal Ravavi, Vishavik Zutri, if he takes the big ones and he leaves the small ones, clearly he wants the wood for firewood because he only wants the big ones and not the small ones. But Shakal Ravavi, Vizutri, if he takes the big ones and the small ones, clearly he wants to clear away the land, and that's why he's taking everything, and then it's Usr. Vamarav, another member from him, if a person opens up water into his field, he lives right near the river, and he has this little gate blocking the river from going to his field, and he opens up that gate or that hatch that allows the water to flow into his land. So Adait the Kivri, if he's doing it for the fish, Shari, so then it's permitted. Adait the Ara, but if he's doing it for his land, Usr, then it's Usr. So Hechidami, how do we know if he's doing it properly? So Pasach Trebavi, if he opened up two openings, one above and one below, Adait the Kivri, clearly he wants to do it for the fish. What does that mean? He opens up the upper gate, which allows the water to flow into his field, and he had a little bit of a depression into his field, so all the water is going to go into that depression, and then if he opens up the lower opening, which is going to drain all the water, so the water is going to drain into his field, but his whole purpose is that he wants the fish to be caught in that depression, and he wants those fish. So even though some of the water is going to be going to his field and irrigating his field, it's not a problem, because clearly he wants it for the fish. Whereas Pasach Hadbav, if he only opens one entrance, meaning only the one that allows the river to flow into his field, and he doesn't open the lower one, so that the Ara, clearly he's doing it for his field because he wants his depression in his field to fill up with water and then he wants it to overflow and water his entire field. Clearly he's doing it for his field and not for the fish. And Vamarav, another member, Haimad Afashach Dekla, a person that's trimming branches from his palm tree. Adaiti Dekhi Yusuf, he's trimming those branches to give them to his animals for food. Shari, so that's permitted. Adaiti Dekla, if he's doing it to trim his tree, so Usr, that's Usr. Hechi Dami, how do we know if he's doing it properly? So Shakal Kuli Mechad Gisav, he takes all the branches from one side of the tree, the dry and the moist ones. Adaiti Dekhi clearly he's taking them for his animal. But if he trims them from this side of the tree and from that side of the tree, clearly he's trying to do it to improve the tree. And another member of Amarava, he says, These unripe dates, 
If he wants to cut them in half, he could do that. That means he's about to eat them and that's permitted. But to crush them, that's usher. He's crushing them to get out their juice and then he wants to prepare them for drying them. This is only going to be able to be done after Chalamayid. So he's crushing them and squeezing them in Chalamayid. is considered Tirchiseri. He's not allowed to do it. Now, if Papa Amr, he says, since if he doesn't crush them now and get the juice out, they're going to get all wormy and get ruined. It's like merchandise that's going to get ruined and it's permitted. Like we had previously, something that's called a Davar Ha'aved, something that's going to cause a loss of money. It's going to get ruined. You're allowed to do that on Chalamayid. And these dates are going to get ruined if you don't crush them. So you're allowed to crush them on Chalamayid, even though they're only going to be fully dried and repaired after Chalamayid. Valmaravan, he says, Brachmatia calls you usher. You're not allowed to do any sort of business, any sort of commerce on Chalamayid. And Amar Vyasibar Avan, he says, However, if it's going to cause a loss for you, then you are allowed to do it on Chalamayid. But now about doing business in Chalamayid, Ravina Ravina had a business deal. He had some merchandise that he was able to sell for 6,000 dinarim. He waited to sell till after Chalamayid, and he ended up selling it for 12,000. So he was rewarded by not doing business on Chalamayid. And Ravina have a masik zusi Ravina was owed money by the people of Akadishan Vasa. Asa Kamed Rav Ashi, he went to Rav Ashi, Amrlah, he asked him, Am I allowed to go to them on Chalmayid to collect my money? Amrlah said, Since right now they're found for you, meaning right now they're in their houses, and you're able to go to them, and you know you'll be able to collect your money, and be a but on another day after Chalmayid, they're not going to be home, they're going to be at work, you're not going to be able to find them, you're not going to get your money. So it's like merchandise that's going to be lost, Vishari, and it's permitted. We have a similar case when it comes to Havadizara. The Braiser tells us, you're allowed to go on market day that's run by and you're allowed to buy animals, slaves, maid servants, houses, fields, vineyards, the and you're allowed to even bring it into their into their court system and make sure that you register that you purchased it from them because like you're saving it from their hands. If you don't write it down and you don't go to their court systems right now, so then it's possible they're going to end up saying he didn't really buy it from me, he stole it from me and you're going to end up losing it. So this is another scenario of something which if you don't do it now, you're going to get lost and it's going to get ruined. Something's going to happen. So therefore, you're allowed to do it right now. And about more things that are permitted on Chalamayid, Rav allowed Chiyabar Ashi to make fish traps on Chalamayid. My time, why is that? My said you too, because that's a simple thing to do. You just weave a couple things together, make a simple fish trap. Everyone knows how to do it. And therefore, you're allowed to do it on Chalamayid. Avil Isli, Asr. However, to make bird nets, to trap birds, that's Asr. My time, why is that? My said because that's something that requires the skill of a craftsman and that's not allowed to be done on Chalamayid. Rav Yehuda, Sharla, Ami Rav Yehuda allowed Ami, the oven maker, Lemigdal Tanuri, to make ovens on Chalamayid. And Rabbi Ashbi, Lemigdal Mahalta, he allowed Rabbi Ashbi to make sieves on Chalamayid. And the reason why these are allowed to be done on Chalamayid is because the oven actually makes food on Chalamayid, and the sieve helps with immediate food preparation on Chalamayid. Ask the Gemara, is that really so? Are you really allowed to make ovens on Chalamayid? About Tani Rabbi Shmuel, he says, the Shavan, everyone agrees, Shein Gaidlan Tanul Chatchilu, that you're not allowed to make an oven on Chalamayid. So we answer, like Kasha, there's no problem. One's talking about during the summer months, meaning talking about Chalamayid Pesach, which is very warm outside, it's not going to rain, and therefore, when you make the clay of the oven, it's going to dry right away, and you're going to be able to use that oven on Chalamayid. But where we say you're not allowed to make an oven on Chalamayid, that's talking about in the rainy months. That means Chalamayid Sukkot, where it's very possibly going to rain. If you make clay oven then, so it's not necessarily going to dry in Chalamayid, and then it turns out that you made this oven for after Chalamayid, because you're not going to be able to use it on Chalamayid, and that's when you're not allowed to make an oven on Chalamayid. We're going to stop here for the day, pick up with a fresh Mishnah tomorrow. Everyone should have a wonderful day.